The BFG, Chapter Twenty Two, Capture. The BFG had made thousands of journeys to and from giant country over the years, but he had never in his life made one quite like this, with nine huge helicopters roaring along just over the, his head. He had never before traveled in broad daylight. Broad daylight, either. He hadn't dared to, but this was different. Now he was doing it for the Queen of England herself, and he was frightened of nobody. As he galloped across the British Isles with the helicopters thundering above him, people stood and gaped and wondered what on earth was going on. They had never seen the likes of it before, and they never would again. Every now and then, the pilots of the helicopters would catch a glimpse of a small girl wearing glasses, crouching in the giant's right ear and waving to them. They always waved back. The pilots marvelled at the giant's speed and at the way he leaped across the wide rivers and huge houses. But they hadn't seen anything yet. Be careful to hang on tight, the BFG said. We is going fast as a Fizz crumbled. The BFG changed into his famous top gear, and, and all at once he began to fly forward, as though there were springs in his legs and rockets in his toes. He went skipping over, skimming. skimming over the earth like some magical hop, skip, and jumper with. His feet hardly ever touching the ground. As usual, Sophie had to crouch low in the cre- crevice. crevice of his ear to save herself from being swept clean away. The nine pilots in their helicopter suddenly realized they were being left behind. Their giant was t- taking striking was ahead. striking ahead. They opened their throttles throttles to full speed, and even then, they were only just able to keep up. In the leading machine, the head of the air force was sitting beside the pilot. He had a world atlas on his knees, and he kept staring first at the atlas, then at the ground below, trying to figure out where. They were going frantically. He turned the pages of the atlas. Where the devil are we going? He cried. I haven't got the froggiest idea. The pilot answered. The queen's orders were to follow the giant, and that—that's ex- exactly what I'm doing. The pilot was a young Air Force officer with a bushy, bushy, bushy mustache. He was very proud of his mustache. He was also quite fearless, and he loved adventure. He thought was a super adventure. It's going. It's fun going to new places. He said, "New places!" shouted the head of the Air Force. What? The blazes? Do you mean new places? This place we're flying over now isn't the in the atlas, is it? The pilot said, grinning. You're darn right, it isn't in the atlas," cried the head of the air force. We've flown clear off the last page. I expect that old giant knows where he's going," the young pilot said. He's leading us to a disaster. To disaster!
cried the head of the Air Force. He was shaking with fear. In the seat behind him sat the head of the Army, who was even more terrified. You don't mean to tell me we've gone right out of the Atlas, he cried, leaning forward to look. That's exactly what I am telling you, cried the Air Force man. Look for yourself. Here's the very last map in the whole Fleming Atlas. We went off that over an hour ago. He turned the page. As in all atlases, there were two completely blank pages at the very end. So now we must be somewhere here, he said, putting a finger on one of the blank pages. Where's here? cried the head of the army. The young pilot who, who what the pilot was still grinning broadly, he said to them, that's why they always put two blank pages at the back of the atlas. They're for new countries. You're meant to fill them in yourself. The head of the Air Force glanced down at the ground below. Just look at this good forsaken desert, he cried. All the trees are dead and all the rocks are blue. The giant has stopped, the young pilot said. He's waving us down. The pilots throttled back the engines and all nine helicopters landed safely on the great yellow wasteland. Then each of them lowered a ramp from its belly. Nine jeeps, one from each helicopter, were driven down the ramps. Each jeep contained six soldiers and a vast quantity quantity of thick rope and heavy chains. I don't see any giants, the head of the army said. The giants is all just out of sight over there, the BFG told him. But if you is... Taking these slouch bucking noisy belly poppers any closer, all the giants is waking up at once, and then pop goes the weasel. So you want us to pr- proceed. proceed by jeep, the head of the army said. Yes, the BFG said, but you must all be very, very hushy quiet. No roaring or motors, no shouting, no mucking about, no pidgey jokey. Jokery, the BFG, with Sophie still in his ear, trotted forward and the jeeps followed close behind. Suddenly, the most dreadful rumbling noise was heard by everyone. The head of the army army went pea green in the face. Those are guns, he cried. There is a battle raging somewhere up ahead of us. Turn back, the lot of you. Let's get out of here. Piz wiffle, the BFG said. Those noises is not guns. Of course they're guns, shouted the head of the Air Force of the Army. I am a military man and I know what a gun. I know a gun when I hear one. Turn back. Those is just the giants snortling in their sleep, the BFG said. I is a giant myself, and I know a giant snortle when I is hearing one. Are you quite sure, the army man said anxiously. Positive, the BFG said. Proceed cautiously, the army man ordered. They all moved on. Then they saw them. Even at a distance, they were enough to scare 
scare the daylights out of the soldiers, but when they got closer and saw what the giants really looked like, they began to sweat with fear. Nine fearsome, ugly, half-naked, 50-feet-long broods lay sprawled over the ground in various... Grotesque. Grotesque. Attitudes. Attitudes of sleep, and the sound of their snortling was indeed like gunfire in a battle. The BFG raised a hand. The jeeps all stopped. The soldiers got out. What happens if one of them wakes up? Whispered the head of the army. He knee, his knees knocking together from fear. If any one of them is waking up, he will gobble you down before you can say, "Nack jife." The BFG answered, grinning hugely. Me is the only one what won't be gobbled up because giants is never eating giants. Me and Sophie is the only safe ones because I is hiding her in, if, hiding her if that happens. The head of the army took Several places to the rear, so did the head of the Air Force. They climbed rather quickly back into their jeep, ready to make a fasty getaway if necessary. Go forward, men, the head of the army said. Go forward and do your duty bravely. The soldiers crept forward with their huge ropes and chains. All of them were trembling mightily. None dared speak a word. The BFG, with Sophie now sitting on the palm of his hand, stood nearby watching the operation. To give the soldiers their due, they were extremely courageous. courageous. There were six well-trained efficient men efficient men working on each giant, and within ten minutes, eight of the nine giants had been trussed up like chickens and were still snoring contentedly. Contentedly, The ninth, who happened to be the flesh lump eater, was causing trouble for the soldiers because he was lying with his right arm tucked tucked underneath his enormous body. It was impossible to tie his wrist and arms together without first getting that arm out from underneath him. Very, very cautiously, the six soldiers who were working on the flesh lump eater began to pull at the huge arm, trying to release it. The flesh lump eater opened his tiny, piggy black eyes. Which of you full pesters is wiggling my arm? He bellowed. Is that you? You, ransom man hugger? Suddenly, he saw the soldiers in a flash. He was sitting up. He looked around him. He saw more soldiers. With a roar, he leaped to his feet. The soldiers, petrified with fear, froze where they were. They had no weapons with them. The head of the army put his jeep into reverse. Human beings! The flesh lump eater yelled, What is all you flumbunking ransom half-baked beans doing in our country? He made a grab at a soldier and swept him up in his hand. I's having early suppers today, he shouted, holding the poor squirming soldier at arm's length, of roaring with laughter. Sophie standed up. 
on the palm of the BFG's hand was watching Honor struck. Do something, she cried. Quick, before he eats him, put the human being down, the BFG shouted. The flesh lump eater turned and stared at the BFG. What is you doing here with all these grotty twiglets, he bellowed. You is making me very suspicious The BFG made a rush at the flesh lump eater, but the colossal 54-foot-high giant simply knocked him over with a flick of his free arm. At the same time, Sophie fell off the BFG's palm onto the ground. He, Her mind was racing. She must do something. She must. She must. She remembered her sapphire brooch the queen had pinned onto her chest. Quickly, she undid it. Eyes guzzling you nice and slow, the flesh lump eater was saying to the soldier in his hand. Then, eyes guzzling, ten or twenty more of you miggly little mascots down there. You is not getting away from me because I is never eyes galloping fifty times faster than you. Sophie ran up behind the flesh lump eater. She was holding the brunch between her fingers when she was right up close to the great naked hairy legs she rammed the three inch long pin of the brooch was hard as she could into the flesh lump eater's right ankle it went deep into the flesh is flesh and stayed there the giant gave a roar in pain and jumped high in the air. He dropped the soldier and made a grab for his ankle. The BFG, knowing what a scrawled the coward the flesh slump eater was, saw his chance. You was bitten by a snake, he shouted. I see it biting you. It was a frightsome poisonous viper. It was a dreadly dangerous vine shield viper. Save our souls, bellowed the flesh lump eater, sounded the crumpets, eyes biting by a septitious, septitious, venison vine shield viper. He flopped to the ground and sat there howling his head off and Chalking his ankle with both hands, his fingers felt the brooch. The teeth of the dreadly viper is still sticking into me, he yelled. I'm feeling the teeth sticking into my anklet. The BFG saw his second chance. Chance. We must be getting those vipers' teeth out at once, he cried. Otherwise, you Deader than duck soup. Eyes helping you. The BFG knelt down beside the flesh lump eater. You must grab your anklet very tight with both hands, he ordered. That will stop the poisonous juices from the venison viper going up your leg and into your heart. The flesh lump eater grabbed his ankle with both hands. Now close your eyes and grintle your teeth and look up to heaven and say your prayers while eyes taking out the teeth of the venison viper, the BFG said. The terrified flesh lump Peter did exactly as he was told. The BFG signaled for some rope. As a soldier rushed it over to him with both the flesh lump eater's hand eater's hands gripped gripping his ankle 
ankle. It was a simple matter for the BFG to tie the ankle and hands together with a tight knot. I is pulling out the frightsome viper's teeth, the BFG said as he the BFG said as he pulled the knot tight. Do it quickly, shouted the fledged lump eater before I's pins to death. There we is, said the BFG standing up. You can look now. When the fledged lump eater saw that he was trussed up like a turkey, he gave a yell so loud that the heavens trembled. He rolled and he wiggled. He fought and... He figgled, he squirmed, and he squiggled, but there was not a thing he could do. Well done, you, Sophie cried. Well done, you, said BFG, smiling down at the little girl. You saving all of our lives. Will you please get that brunch back for me, Sophie said. It belongs to the queen. The BFG pulled the beautiful brunch out of the flesh lump eater's ankle. The Flesh lump eater howled. The BFG wiped the pin and handed it back to Sophie. Curiously, not one of the other giant eight snoring giants had woken up during this chesmal. When when you is only sleeping one or two hours a day, you is sleeping extra doubly deep. The BFG explained. The heads of the army and the air force drove forward once again in their jeep. Your Her Majesty will be very pleased with me, the head of the army said. I shall probably get a medal. What's the next move? Now you is all driving over to my cave to load up my bottles and of dreams, the BFG said. We can't waste time with that rubbish. The army general said, it is the queen's order, Sophie said. She was now back on the BFG's hand, so the nine jeeps drove across to the BFG's cave and the great dream loading operation began. There were 50,000 jars in all to be loaded up more than 5,000 to each jeep, and it took over an hour to finish the job. While the soldiers were loading the dreams, the BFG and Sophie disappeared over the mountains of a mysterious errand. When they came back, the BFG hand had a snack the size of a small house slung over his shoulder. What's that you've got in there? The head of the army demanded to know. Curiosity. Curiosity is killing the rat, the BFG said, and he turned away from the silly man. When he was sure that all his precious dreams had been safely loaded up into, loaded Onto the jeeps, the BFG said, Now we is driving back to the belly boppers and picking up the frightsome giants. The jeeps drove back to the helicopters. The 50,000 dreams were carried carefully jar by jar onto the helicopters. The soldiers climbed back on board, but the BFG and Sophie stayed on the ground. Then they all returned to where the nine giants were lying. It was a fine sight to see them, these great air machines hovering over the trusted 
up giants. It was an even finger sight to see the giants being woken up by their terrific, terrific terrific thundering of the engines overhead. And the finest sight of all was to observe how nine hideous brutes squirming and twisting about on the ground like a mess of mighty snakes as they try to free themselves from their ropes and chains. Eyes flesh bucket roared the flesh lump eater. Eyes spiz wiggled yelled the child chewer. Eyes swallow swallowed bellowed the bone cruncher. Eyes guns whipped shouted the meat dripper. Eyes goose struggled howled the man hugger. Eyes flocking Fluggard, screamed the main masher. I slop grunt, squawked the gizzard gulliper. I crook squicked, yowled the blood bolter. I is bombard, screeched the butcher boy. The nine giants carrying helicopters, each chose a separate giant and hovered directly over him. Very strong steel Horsers with hooks on the ends of them were lowered from the front and rear of each helicopter. The BFG quickly secured the hooks to the giant's chains, one hook near the legs and the other near the arms. Then very slowly the giants were wrenched, winched up into the air parallel, parallel with the ground. The giants rolled and bellow- roared and bellowed, but there was nothing they could do. The BFG, with Sophie once more resting comfortably in his ear, set off at a gallop of, for England. The helicopters all banked around the f- and followed after him. It was an amazing spectacle, those nine helicopters wriggling through the sky, each with a trusted up 50-foot-long giant slung underneath it. The giants thems of themselves must have found it an interesting experience. They never stopped bellowing, but their howls were drowned by the noise of the engines. When, the beer, when it began to get dark, the helicopters switched on powerful searchlights and trained them onto the galloping giant so as to keep them in sight. They flew right through the night and arrived in England just as dawn was breaking.